Welcome back to the final hour of Tip Today. We have that lovely voucher for you. It's a €100 Euro voucher for the Mr. Mr. Uh, clearance sale that's happening at Kilcoran Lodge Hotel. Um, that's just outside of care, by the way. And it's kicking off on Thursday, running right through until Sunday. And you can pop along and you, you can get yourself a blazer or a jacket or a coat or maybe some knitwear. Uh, there's chinos there, polos, T-shirts, all sorts of stuff. And uh, we have a €100 voucher to give away. That's based on your interaction with us by text and WhatsApp on 083-311-3311. And if you put Mr. Mr. at the end of your contribution, we will pop you in the draw. Now, we're with you every single weekday, of course, from 9 o'clock. This morning, we spoke to Sadie about her concerns about road safety in Tipperary. She was inspired to call the show after a couple of incidents that she saw on the roads near where she lives in recent days. Here's a little of what Sadie uh, told me after 9 o'clock this morning. I'm sitting at my table looking out at it and it's frightening to see um, the speed and the carelessness and people on tractors and what have you on phones and oil lorries or whatever. Even yesterday as I was speaking to Emma on the phone, um, a, a big van passed and the guy on the mobile. And now you're going into a bend. But on Sunday I was going to Clanmail and um, at three different occasions where there was a continued white line or else that, um, you know, the, where they say not to pass. Mm. Um, things passed me. Two motorbikes in, in particular, they, they literally frightened me. Now, I'm gone to the stage, and I don't mind saying this, that I, I say a prayer every day before I leave the house. It's gone that bad. Now, I know I'm in my mid-70s and all that, but I, the, the speed on the road is horrendous, and I think those speed vans are have no effect. People know where they are. Um, it's more guardy we went out on the roads. And, and is, is it worse than it's ever been? It's worse than it's ever been. I'd say that without any reservation. Yeah, it's much worse. And what, and I what think is, speed is what the biggest is, thing? What is pushing this along and making this worse? Do you think? What is? I don't know. Everybody in a hurry yeah. or lack of education, maybe on younger drivers. I'm not blaming all younger drivers. Um, there used to be a time when we talked about uh, boy racers, mm. but now you could in girl, include girl racers. Is I that, don't is know. Is that what I you're seeing on the roads, Sadie? You're oh, seeing absolutely. girls as well, yeah? Yeah, and I just don't think they realise the weapon that they have in their hand when they're driving. And that's Sadie who spoke to me just after 9 o'clock this morning. For every problem, there's a solution. Dear Phil, on Tip Today with Phil Prendergast. Phil has a bag full of solutions with her this morning. How are you, I Phil? I have a bag full of problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great, thank you, and yourself. So have I. Do you see my bag of problems here just overflowing onto the ground? <laughs> it's it's uh, great. All right, will we kick off uh, straight away, Phil? It says, Dear Phil, I know I'm going to sound very shallow when I say this, but I'm very conflicted about how I'm feeling. My partner and I have been together for five years and I adore him. He's very good to me and he treats me well and I've always been really attracted to him. He's a very handsome guy. That was until he got braces. He's always been conscious about his teeth. I never saw any problem with them. I thought they looked fine, but it was a big insecurity for him. So he went off to the dentist and he decided to get some work done. Part of that work involves getting braces for a year. When I saw them, I nearly died. He 
He looks like he's 16, and I think they look awful on him. They're not the big train track type braces, but they are noticeable. And he gets food stuck in them a lot, which makes me sick. I found myself less attracted to him since he got them, and I don't like kissing him anymore. I haven't spoken to anyone about this because I know it sounds shallow, but I really have lost my attraction to him. What can I do? Well, she starts off in the first sentence saying that she adores him, Mm. but she's now lost attraction. This is a temporary fix that he has. Mm. It's a temporary thing. It is going to realign his teeth or whatever reason he's had those braces put on. And she needs to actually tell him to get used to checking if he has eaten something, that it's not stuck in the braces because it's a thing Mm. where you have to have additional care to make sure that you're not worsening the condition by allowing debris and food to get stuck there. So she should just say, go and do your teeth because you have food stuck in your braces. And it's Tim, already there's probably a month past since this has happened. She's 11 more months. Like, it's it's a matter of weeks. (laughs) Do you know? It's not a big deal. They can, I would want to know if, it, if I had braces and I had something stuck in it. Yes. I prefer to be told, listen, don't quote like that. Yes. You know, but I think I would check it anyway. Um, braces can be quite tight when, when they're applied first as well. And it can take a bit of, you know, re, mm. you have to get used to it. It can be very painful, I understand. It can yeah. because you are real. They wouldn't put on braces for spurious reasons. Normally they would need to straighten the teeth mm. somewhat or to realign them or to put them back into a position that's better. So they, they can be quite tight. So she should actually just give them support. They're hard to get used to, both for the wearer and the people that are looking at them. But this is a terrible temporary thing and he's going to look better so she should just remember to be supportive and remember this is not a permanent feature Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. And I suppose the fact he's looking after himself and not like Irish men used to be years ago with no teeth at all um, has to be a good thing, I suppose. Absolutely. You see, the thing about it is I can understand that, you know, she she knows even that it's a shallow reason to decide that she doesn't like kissing him or she she doesn't she's not attracted to him she adores him Mm. if she adores him look this is a temporary thing and it's just I mean there's an end to it Mm. so it's not as if you know She's allowing her whole judgment to be clouded because he has a temporary fix in his mouth. Most people, they're conscious when they get those things. Anyway, I can remember my lads having braces and they're just getting on with it. But they had to do extra hygiene elements to their Mm. their mouth care. They had to go with the programme that they were because it was quite expensive. Mm, so, yeah. you know, it'll be worth it for and a finish. You'd wonder if they've had a proper conversation around it as well. It seems. See, I'd say they're probably not because if they're together five years. If she is not even telling him if he has food stuck, like she, sh- she should be able to say yes. something like that right now. But also, I mean, just to get him into the habit as well, check your braces quite often. Make sure there's nothing stuck in it, you know, because it's not good for food to be lodged in your teeth or down behind braces. It's, a, it's not a good thing anyway. So I think there has to be extra elements of dental hygiene when you've got yes. braces. So um, I just think that it, it's it's a little bit... She she kind of has said it a couple of times that she, she knows that it's shallow. But look, 
maybe just hearing that it's okay to tell your partner that there's food stuck or listen, you need to have extra care around this now and make him conscious of it so as that at least he knows that by the end of the period of time that he has these braces on, he's going to look and feel better and the problem will be gone for her. So, you know, she just needs to probably just bear with it and know that that will be over at some point. She'll be delighted to kiss him again then and adore him and all of that kind of stuff. All right, uh, letter number two then Phil it says dear Phil I have a couple of different friend groups and I was always happy with that because they're quite different and I enjoy spending time with all of them and we always had a great relationship in recent months though a friend from one group came out with me when I went out for drinks with the other group and she knitted herself in very quickly. I didn't think she would be a good mix for this particular group because she can be a bit bitchy and negative but they seem to have taken her in very easily. I found I find now though that the group that was once really easygoing and positive is turning a bit bitchy and backstabbing. I feel this is because my friend is gossiping and talking about people behind their backs, and this behaviour has now bled into the group. I really regret inviting her in, but uh, she is so embedded in the group now that I don't know how to handle it. She has even posted pictures of herself out with different girls in the group individually which we would never have done before. I'm afraid she is tearing apart our lovely group. Should I approach her about this? Oh, my goodness. Um, the writer of, of this letter is, she had ownership of different factions. Yes. And somebody who sounds like she might have a very good personality, but is inclined to, you know, say things about yeah. people and that. Look, once you know somebody is like that, be like that and just take it at face value and just, you know, let it go. But it, it seems like the writer is taking it very, very personally that someone from one of her groups or groupings <laughs> has infiltrated, has infiltrated <laughs> and now become a popular addition to the other group. Mm. And the fact that she has gone out with them means she's a very good social probably contact yes. and um the the writer is i think a little bit jealous and a little bit affronted and look it's it's i don't know what the age group is here but i would imagine they're quite young mm. because um it's it's just it's it's kind of it 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 sort of it comes across as being a little bit Juvenile, yes, a little a, precious, about a little, it all, yeah. a little bit precious, and yeah. a, a little bit of maturity, you know. And you know, maybe it's a sign she should stop analysing the group dynamic and the group's dynamic. Mm. Um, why shouldn't that girl go out with others if she wants, as she should? And nobody is forcing her. And the friend that she brought into the group has really settled in well. Mm. Now I know she's bringing some negative elements that maybe wasn't noticed before, but that too is is a process. Mm. Is, it, is um, it interesting how a strong character, though, can influence a group of people and maybe, you know, change the ethos of a group? It can, well, and yeah. it can change the dynamic. <laughs> and it's part and parcel of people being able to get maybe confidence where they previously wouldn't have had confidence. Or yes. you meet people that you just gel with. And that happens to everyone. You meet people and you think, I, I can really take to that person. And you can meet other people and just not take to them at all. I think jealousy might be part of the issue here um, because she's feeling that the group dynamic really has changed and she should stop worrying about it because worrying about it is going to change nothing, hmm. you know. But um, it's perfectly normal to go out with in- individuals in groups or just on their own and there isn't anything wrong with it. But uh, I think she 
saw this element where she was the instigator of inviting this other girl from one group into another group. And, you know, like people don't have different colours when they go from one group to another. There's probably personalities that you either really get on with. And if the group dynamic was something that didn't suit this other girl, she, she wouldn't be going out individually with them now. I suppose. Is that usual for women to have separate groups of friends? There would be a friend because you could be going to a gym and you'd go stuff and do stuff with, with the gym yes, that you're supporting yeah. and you would go to table quizzes maybe with that group, etc, etc. And then you could have people that you go swimming with or people that you go walking with in the walking club. Yeah. Um, so there's many different group dynamics that have their own sort of cohort of people that you might decide to do other stuff with like will we go out for lunch on such and such a day? Will we go and I want to go down and visit the Dove Hill or mm-hmm. I want to go and do whatever it is. Um, and so yeah there would be different things that you do with different people simply because you're involved in different groups with them. But it doesn't stop them crossing over to being a group that you also might meet afterwards after walking on the mountains in the pub or something. Right. But I can understand if somebody is a little bit fragile they bring another person into an intimate group and all of a sudden that person becomes the star of the group. That could be a but it's, bit it's the writer that's seeing her as the star, yeah, of, the the star of the group. She, oh, yeah, 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 do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I it's it's mean. her interpretation of the dynamic okay. that is to the forefront here because the people in the group just probably accept this girl at face value. She's a friend of the writers and therefore she, you know, she's accepted by them because they value her. So she's not seen any of the positives of this. She's kind of gotten jealous because... The girl has, you know, settled mm. in very mm. well and very accepted. And, and why shouldn't she? Yes, OK. And uh, the notion as well about being bitchy. Uh, I mean, I'm just wondering about that particular term. Is that just somebody who's sassy and a little bit kind of... Look, there are people that are, uh, want to see the negatives in life or they want to see the positives. Yeah. I, I wouldn't particularly be a fan of, say, for instance, if you're you're going to a group and somebody has a particular trait that I didn't like, I mightn't be opting to sit beside her. Mm, mm. But I still could be perfectly socialised and civil. Yes, I know. Do you know? But, like, there are people that have very good personalities and they integrate very well. And they can introduce an element of bitching yes. or deciding an to... An edge to it. An edge. Yeah. But, I mean, the group can either tolerate that brilliantly or they can decide, yeah, or challenge her mm. on when she starts talking about someone else. You're saying, wait until she's here now and you can say it to her face. Right. You'll call her out on it. Yeah. Rather than just letting it be. But this this woman, the writer of this, is, is very um, upset. So I would imagine the group is quite young, probably, you know, probably 16, 17 in that age group. Very interesting indeed. All right, our third letter then. Uh, I think this I think this is an interesting one. Well, they're all interesting, but this in particular. It says, Dear Phil, my 17-year-old son recently got a good part-time job that he enjoys and pays well for his age. I wanted him to learn a bit of responsibility and earn his own spending money. He was earning a bit more than I expected because he has taken on extra shifts and I found he was blowing the money on stupid stuff. So I told him since he's earning more money, he needs to contribute to the household expenses. He gives me 60 euro a week now for his room and board but that was after a bit of complaining on his part. The problem is 
We were at a family event for my husband's side last week and he mentioned the fact that I'm charging him rent. Well, I was ripped to shreds by everybody saying I was mean and to let the poor child have his money and 60 euro was a lot to ask. I was shocked. I always had to hand over some money for my wages at his age. I don't think it's totally unreasonable, but because he heard everybody giving out to me, he's trying to dig his heels in about keeping the money. I'm wondering... What should I do? I think most parents have been there, haven't they? I think so, yeah. yeah. Now, I, I think there's a few questions. Mm. Is he saving anything at all? Is It, it would be the no number one question that. I'd yes. have, right? Mm. And secondly, is he finished school? Is he going to go on to college? Is he going to go on to do, um, you know, take up an apprenticeship? So that's an issue. There's a significant cost to those future plans. So it might be better to save his money rather than charging him rent. To put away the 60 euro. To put euro. away the 60 euro or let her put away the 60 euro mm. because she was feeding him this before he anyway. was ever working. Right. So it would be much better use for her to put the 60 euro into the credit union or into the post office or wherever they would like to save mm. because that would be maybe have the relationship between them not fractionated. Okay. You know, yes. that it's, it's kind of saying, okay, look, we're not going to charge that for the rent because you'd be feeding anyway, you'd be staying here anyway. So let's go and put the money aside and let you then have a kind of a lump sum to pay college fees or apprentice fees or travelling fees or whatever it is. And that to me would be a much, probably more palatable option because mm. he'd still be saving. Yes. But the young fella is working extra shifts, so he's probably anxious now. I take the point totally and uh, I and I suppose I should have maybe said this first that when she said he was blowing the money on stupid stuff I'd like to know what the stupid stuff is mm. is it is it it's not I hope it wouldn't be gambling mm. I hope it wouldn't be going down to pennies every weekend and yes. buying himself a new outfit or, or whatever. Or, or drink, even though he's only um, 17. Yeah, yeah, but again, he seems to hold down a job and, you know, mm. he's he's got a good part-time job that he enjoys and it pays him well for his age. So he probably realises that. Now, there's a little bit of a crossed line between the mam and the son here. So I think her handling of it wasn't the best. Mm. But I think there has to be a sit-down chat and that includes maybe the dad as well, if he's around. And just say, you know, listen, you're right. I won't be taking that for the rent. I'm taking it and putting it into to your account. Or you are setting up a direct debit and putting it into your account. And give him autonomy on that. And what did you make of the in-laws wading in on this and, uh, you know, ripping her to shreds, as she said? Well, and, you see, you I know. suppose, first of all, in-laws have a feel... They, they feel they have the right to kind of give an opinion. <laughs> and depends... Uh, we always appreciate it, don't we? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You love getting people's <laughs> opinions. But, um, yeah. you know, the woman is going back to... She always had to hand over some money. And, of course, that would have been in, like probably 20 years previous so it's certainly you know things have changed and things have as everybody knows the cost of actually living has ex increased exponentially I know they might make some efforts today to, to ease in that burden for the people that are very badly affected but I think the, the, the young fella stirred it if you like by telling everyone she's charging me rent 
Um, and so, you know, I mean, I'd probably be giving him a route, <laughs> metaphysical of route, course, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he would have done that because it probably wasn't necessary, but yeah. he, he did it. So I think they need to have a, a mature discussion mm. without it being a screeching match. And, you know, I think um, the fact that everybody that was there seemed to, you know... Yeah, I, I think know. he's a clever boot. I, I think oh, he played her. No, he played her, he played her. Because it was a, a family event for the husband's side. Yes. So it was all... <laughs> He's the fan, you know what I mean? It yeah. was all one side versus the other side. And of course she felt attacked. Of course yes. she did. Um, she, she's not a bad person. Yeah. She was... Now there's probably a sense of humour to it, how she was dealt with, but still... Oh she, yeah, and really... I'd say that maybe, you know, like she was just saying <laughs> she was ripped to shreds. <laughs> and I'm sure she wasn't ripped to shreds, but felt it. Yeah. You know, yeah. felt it because um, she thought she was doing she the good thing. She felt ambushed about yeah. it. Yeah, but I, the, I the problem it. is she was using the money that she was spending on him anyway because she wasn't going to stop feeding him. Yes. But the discipline of having to pay in a certain amount, if you are making money, that has to be a good No, it has to be acknowledged that that's good. Yeah. But it depends. He's 17. It depends on what he's... I don't know if he's finished school or not. I'm assuming that he he is. Mm. But he may not be. Yes. But it is good policy anyway to decide that... If you're earning enough that you can afford to give 60 euro to your mam for Hmm. helping with your keep, you also have enough money, especially if you're blowing it on, you know, maybe going out with the lads, maybe going off to the, you know. But he should also have social time out of it and be able to enjoy that. But it's a balance, a fine balance, Frank. Isn't it just indeed? Can I ask you something? I didn't give you any warning about this, but but I know you don't mind. Can I ask you something? I just heard some interesting uh, discussions over the weekend about gender quotas. And because we have elections coming up over the next year and a half now or, or whatever, and somebody was making the point about women not voting for women. And I'm just wondering your stance on that, Phil. Well, <clears throat> I'll tell you a very interesting um, one. I remember after an election, and I can't remember when it was, but I met a woman up in Tesco. And now I had been on the campaign trail and it was for the European election. So, and obviously I, I knew where that stood. It was something I had to do and I knew that it wouldn't be a successful outcome. But that's neither here nor there. But I went to Tesco because, do you know the way everything is decimated in your house? All the stocks, toilet paper, and toilet cleaner and washing up liquids <laughs> and washing powder and all the stuff yes. because you're not there doing so. Anyway. Um, and I went up and then I was stocking up and this woman came to me and she said um, oh she, she said Phil I was wondering would you do such and such for me um, and then she went on saying I voted now for so and so and I said and do you know where he is today I said he's up taking his seat in the doll so I said I suggest you go to his office now and take your problem to him I have no um, authority whatsoever to give you any advice because I'm not an elected representative and she hadn't voted and she hadn't voted for me but she did subsequently contact me and say I'm very sorry I gave no thought to how that came across and I said well I'm also very sorry because I shouldn't have been so snib with you but I said it, it was just, it was ironic that you, you gave the vote to this person and they were successful because she gave them the vote. But 
I would say it is harder for women to do the grunt work of the trails around. I, I do think, Fran, there's going to be a change in how people ask the public for their vote. I think the do days... You? I do, I do. I think the days of calling to people's houses is something that's going to become harder and harder to do. Why? People are more private now, is that people it? People are more private. They're, they're, they're more, I suppose, they have ownership of their downtime. They have a, a series of things to do. If you have young children in the evening, you're, it's all about getting them, you know, whatever yeah. classes they might do or extracurricular activities and then it's their dinner and then it's, yeah, you know, wind down time and then it's, and people call into your door. It's not ideal, but I, I suppose it's the best system we have right now. But I do think with the advent and the upsurge in the different types of social media that a lot of people have access to see how things are. But we also know how social mm. media can be manipulated. Of course, yeah. yeah. But wasn't it an interesting discussion, though, of pushing through the notion of the, uh, the gender quota, particularly for, for women, and still discovering that women aren't supporting women. You know, I just it, no, it is strange. It, a very interesting it, 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 it is strange and there would be groups that are very pro-women and they're very pro the whole representation of it. Yes. But I think it's always been a thing that, um, you know, it's still in the psyche of people that maybe women should be at home minding their children or doing there? that. I think it is to an extent. Wow. I think people my age need to probably run. <laughs> Do you, have you any news for us, Phil? I have no news. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, it's always a delight. Thanks very much indeed. Cheers. Thank you. All right, we'll take a break. Back with more in a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecone, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecone, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie.